And we're back, and we're joined by the awesome Alex. How are you going? Hi, awesome Alex. Alex. That's your name from now on. I call her Invincible because... She she tries to get COVID, but she can't. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, you've got something. You're a, you're you've a got a woman. Seek, that's your superpower, <laughs> isn't it? Oh Not catching COVID. <laughs> no, I'm just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Awesome sure. and invincible. Awesome and you know it, yeah. <laughs> no, um, I really missed you guys. Like We missed you really too. Nice. Been, we were just working at how long it's been. It's like three weeks or something I think now. It's two or three, yeah. yeah. It's pretty long time. Mm. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you you've been in ISO for some of that time? And yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, it was coming from different perspectives. My partner was uh, sick as well. Then it was like, yeah, isolation again. After isolation, I was out again, back. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Yeah, then it was me. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, so then I just was in isolation and... Because isolation and we, we just isolation. Had fun. It was, yeah, it was yeah. interesting, you know, like working from home. I think it's actually not bad. I had a really good break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't go to office. Did you, <laughs> you feel like you got a lot more done in ISO? Uh, I think it's more that I started to more and more thinking about moving the business fully online if it's necessary because we don't know. You know, we can travel, we can do things that we love and we can actually work from anywhere in the world. Yep. Mm. That means I, I started to go back to that idea because that was when I started business. I always wanted to have some th- something online that I can move freely and can have my freedom and, and do whatever I want and I love traveling. But it just became again face to face and yeah, I just kind of started to work with people and and ran the office <laughs> and now he's like, No, <laughs> I just wanna go back to online a little bit. Yeah. I yeah. think that's probably one of the benefits of the business, the type of business that you're in, that you yeah. don't need to be face to face. You can yeah. Do it online. It's like this radio, you know, like it's I think it's amazing if you can connect with people. Mm. You can connect to people uh, way we want like social media radio is podcasting youtube we have so many options and so many opportunities and i think the world is going to be digital sadly mm. it, it will be it will be probably functioning more <laughs> from that <laughs> perspective and uh it's nice to have that combination i think yeah. Yeah. i think a hybrid is always the best way isn't it where you can still meet face to face but you can yeah. have that backup yeah I'm really enjoying that. And I think face-to-face trainings or meetings or talking to people no, will never replace. You can choose can't be replaced. as well. You can choose and pick who you want to see yeah. face-to-face as well. Mm. And the significance uh, and the importance it yeah. might you know, have for someone. Yeah, I'm actually thinking when you say that, it's really nice that we can choose actually how we spend time and we can actually save time. That means if something is not necessary to be face to face and driving somewhere every day, you can actually save two, three hours. Yeah, and oh, you can you can do something different, and maybe you can spend them with family. Maybe you can spend you know that time learning new stuff or doing your book. washing. It doesn't matter, yeah, does it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's all about time <laughs> management. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about time management. Yeah. How you manage your time. It's. Mm. Oh, I just read the book this morning, and it was interesting. <laughs> It was like the best salespeople starting 7 a.m. and the best thing they can actually book appointment already from 7. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm still reading book at 7 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Should wow. probably go to book some. <laughs> that depends, I guess, though. Like some people are better late at night. Some mm. people work better like at midnight. Some people yeah. like you wake up and you're on the go. Yeah. But, but I can imagine that that would be really I good. I think from a per- performance perspective of sales or when, you, when you're actually working in your bu- or in your business and you want to really grow that it does. It's not negotiable. I think it's just you need to wake up, mm. whatever, whenever you're functioning better. That's a good excuse. But you need to start to use your day daily hours where you can, when you can work and you can actually start to talk to people and sa- call them or meeting them, because no one really wants to meet you, you know, midnight or ten a- ten mm. p.m. 
Unless your clients are in America. Yeah, that's different. Online. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Cheek. I used to close deals at two o'clock in the at night when I was working for a B company. In the club, yeah. No, yeah, <laughs> in the B company. That's when you meet the, the boss, different. yeah. It's different. It's, it's driven by your audience, isn't it? Yeah. That's it, depending on what you're like doing. What I heard the other day, like, you can't wake up at 10 o'clock, especially if you're in the stocks, in mm. the stock market. and Yeah. Because you waking up at 10 o'clock, someone's already woken up three hours before you and things are going. Yeah. Mm. So you've got to be on board. You lose on, so much of the day. if you Yeah, if, you oh, lose yeah. a lot. Yeah. And time is money in that situation too. Yep, it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you what do you want to talk to, talk about, guys? Do you have any what are you anything what whatever? have you brought to us? Like you haven't seen us for ages. So <laughs> yeah, that's no, come collecting <laughs> information and. I, mean, I should I shouldn't start with fear, yeah. <laughs> no, no fear. Because they'll be like, mm, at the beginning, I didn't see you a long time, or I was scared to come. <laughs> no. no, I was thinking about when we talk about a few topics before. We always start with thinking and thoughts and how we create our results. And I just had this draw. I draw a few like a. I don't know how you can. It's like equal. Like when you when you're thinking about something, that causes something else. And I was thinking, what will be the best expression to actually pack up those thoughts and thinking that we talk about? And I just put that together with thought, emotions, motion. Because when we create the thoughts or stories, we create emotions. That means we mm. actually create our own emotions or how we feel in our head or with our thoughts and thinking. And based on that, we're actually taking action or not taking action. That means when people say they procrastinate or they don't do something, that's actually all starting with a thought. But mm. I was thinking maybe that's something. Uh, what and do you think about still that? still an action. Some people don't take action. That means no, it no, can no, end it's, up it's in... It's still an yeah. action to not do anything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's, yeah. It's well, it's a decision. decision. It's a des- decision mm. to not do anything. Yes. You know? So there's still... Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> but is that right decision? Is no, that going to take you? You have, <laughs> to, you have to do something about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Like uh, when you think about thinking and your results or actions? Well, for me, um, it's 100%. I'm actually putting together a course at the moment on emotion. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so this is a big thing for me. So um, from a um, psychologist type perspective, when we look at emotion, it does have set phases where you have something that triggers it, you then have your emotional response and then you you do something with that, which, Alex, for you is is this term motion. Yeah. So, yeah, right up, right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, cool. can't wait for that course. I know. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, on the uh, midst of, we'll talk about you today. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. Emotions. But I think, but it, I think it's important whether in business or in in personal life to understand how how it actually works, how your how your body yeah. works, and um, whether you are in a good place, whether you're in a, a not so good place, whether you're wanting to do your business it doesn't matter it's emotions are fundamental to every single human being it's what makes us human and and yet we don't teach this to our we don't get we don't learn do we we don't Mm. get taught this at school scared of emotion as well aren't they Uh, they yeah yeah absolutely and then it builds up and it becomes um very problematic you're being taught sometimes you're being taught not to express express Mm. You know, and that is yeah. that's the wrong thing. Mm. You know? It's like that was this the old saying that when you're a guy you can't cry. 
yeah. like boys don't cry. Mm. I think there was even a movie mm. about Men don't that. cry, boys don't cry, yeah. 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 Well, and I think, yeah. yeah, just to express emotions in general, when you s- when we suppress them, uh, we can't have that motion, that decision or that action, actually, because we don't take that action. Mm. Because we suppress something and we start to feel more and more worse. We, st- we feel crap, basically. Mm. So, I mean, it's really, it, it starts with, uh, with emotions. Suppressed emotions are even worse because that's when... I guess it's coming into fear or some people have, you know, lighter on depressions because suppressing stuff, it's it's basically growing inside of us. Yeah. It's going to be a volcano yeah. effect after. Yeah. And that <laughs> can be it's able to just up. <laughs> and, that, and that's what exactly won't happen. Exactly. So when you, you build up and you suddenly see someone having extreme emotion, yeah. that's because it's not just because, um, you know, if someone's suddenly really angry, it's not really anger. It is this build-up of so many Great different things again. inside them, yeah. and suddenly it's just hit hit that point where it's where it's got to come out. Yeah, I think from a perspective of uh, when we're thinking about like what we think or what is the story that creates that emotions, I can give you example because something that happened to me, I never been scared ever. Like yeah, I never was thinking about you know something can come into my house in the night. That was not what I was before. But at some point when uh, a few people st- tried to come into my house uh, four times in like one month, oh I, was, wow. I, get, I got really scared. Mm. And I was all the time alone. And I remember when I realized that I have some kind of anxiety and when I was going to bed, I checked everything, I closed everything, you know, double check. And I lay down in bed and I realized that my thinking is already creating the story and seeing person coming in and what that person is going to do to me. And I created this horrible, horrifying movie in my head. And I couldn't stop. My my heart rate was so high. That you were and re-watching I felt every night yeah, as well. And so. I was really feeling so sick and I just couldn't sleep all night. I, I, there were so many nights I didn't sleep. Mm. That was like four years ago. And I was like, okay, Alex, what did you learn? It's your thinking. It's nothing else. You mm. have trauma or e- experience that actually triggered that. But that triggered my story. So I mean, so I created my amazing story <laughs> about, about the best thing that can happen. And I was laying down in bed and I said, okay, let's try to actually rebuild the story. Because I couldn't do anything with my emotions anymore. I couldn't do anything with that fear inside. Mm. And it was getting physical. That means I was thinking, okay, what works the fast is the physiology. That means change the physiology Start to breathe. Yeah. So I started to like I lay down in bed and I had a few big inhales and just trying to calm down. Didn't work that well. That means I was starting to actually think about the best moment I had in the past and, and started to connect with emotion from that that great experience, something that I loved, something that I really enjoy. And I was like looking for those joyful moments and i started to feel that movie with with joy and different experience and it took me a few months but i actually got rid of that i i have sometimes like going back like after a year like sometimes when i hear something it's like oh I was like, oh, no, 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 let's think about yeah. joy. Yeah. Joy and let's nice go to a happy things. place. Yeah. Yes, but but yeah. we say it and it's true. Mm. And it's, mm. it's all started. In a happy yeah. place. You have to. And I it, it is all with, with that thought. Like it was just my movie that created yeah. that wars and wars and wars and deeper and deeper anxiety. And we're really good as stop. humans at creating stories for oh ourselves. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken about creating your re- reality. Yeah. And we're really good, in, good at doing that in the negative form. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the, the problem is, is we're designed to interpret things. We're designed to pick things up from our environment and put it in our memory bank so that yeah. when our body is in danger, we've got the knowledge to get out of it. Mm. Or when we see an opportunity, we've got the knowledge to go into it. But the problem is, is we're so surrounded these days with so much going on that we just build and build and build these stories and our reality gets a bit lost. Yeah, and we have access to those negative things. First thing, it's negative thing because it's a lot of different experiences, a lot of different different stories that we heard, a lot of things that happened to us. And I think it's more than likely we're all kind of going straight away unconsciously to to the negative part of that. I think it's really good though that you you mentioned that it took you a while to yeah. to recreate your reality. Yeah. And I think that's that's such a an important thing to realise is that it's all very well for us to say, oh, you pivot your story, you create a new one, you look at really what's happening around you, but it's easier said than done. And that's because we're designed to learn. We're designed to pick up things and put them in our memory bank. And so you're needing to unlearn and that does take time and especially when there's emotion involved and feelings involved, it's really hard. Yeah. And that's why so many people struggle when um, they get to a point where their emotions are sort of in, we're in the realm of anxiety or depression and things is because they've got so much to unravel. And it's not a healthy place. Like if someone's in a DV relationship and, you know, after the first punch or whatever, they're kind of on tender hooks like you, you mm. were. Um, and if you're in that state for a long period of time, that affects your health. Oh, and so people yeah. get physically unhealthy, which then creates more anxiety and more depression, and it's just a vicious circle. Yeah, I can mm. talk about that physical, like not being healthy. I felt really bad. Like mm. all that, like different traumas. It was just like at one point in life, just too many things happens, happened in one month or two months. And it is just too many and we can't really, like we don't have any more energy, I guess, to get back. But the thing is, like you said, it takes takes time, all that recreating your n- new neuropath basically in your brain. Mm. And it's coming with, uh, with different habits. That means we need to actually start to implement small things like breathe slowly and start to maybe meditate or start to think about something nice. Because when we remind our brain like there was this nice feeling before or this was these nice things that we actually experience even if you go to childhood or if you go some happy moment at a vacation or traveling or being with someone in some moment like one minute you know when you really felt great just go to that moment yeah and, and just remind it every day every day well, the brain is a you know it's it gets short circuited as well so you got to basically yeah. Research mm. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and I think for those individuals that um, find that really difficult, because if you are further al- along in that negative spiral, you don't necessarily even have the skill set within yourself to be able oh. to do it yourself. And that's where having a support person or going to see a medical practitioner is a, is essential. Yeah. It's a really, really good idea. Um, yeah. Just you've got to do it. One thing I did want to ask you um, – yeah, you can't really go anywhere on social media without the video of um, oh, yeah. Will Smith and Chris Rock, mm. and and that, I think that that was such a um, a moment in time where he lost his ability to control his emotions. It spoiled over to one slap, which 
could potentially wreck his entire career. Like he's been on the good side for like 30 years. He's got such a good reputation and just one dumb moment where, you know, he let it get on top of him just uh, completely ruined his career. Yeah. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, first of all, I didn't see that. I just, I'm hearing that all over the place, everybody's talking about it. And yeah, I don't know. I'm not really a big watcher or TV watcher. I, I don't really watch social media that much. But yeah, I, I heard of that and I don't have all information. But from perspective of, yes, he reacted. Mm. Uh, probably he had, you know, all reasons. And maybe he had a diff different story in his head. Like it really touched him. But those are the things, uh, things around us touched us. You know, pe people can influence us and people can hurt us. Mm. But it's on us to learn how to respond. And he may be, you know, try to be a little bit funny about that or, you know, say that different different way. But I think to use physical, you know, power, I guess, if it's it's very, like, I can't even imagine that's just not not, not okay mm. but violence and abuse yeah. uh, it, was, it, it is, was definitely televised yeah. with millions I mean it's not something you can really escape from if you, yeah if, in, if you have a look at his face as he walks away he puffs up his jacket he you know like you can clearly see that he he no it, w it was more like yeah I showed him that was what his body language is saying, and I could be wrong. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. to me, when I saw it, he was walking away with sort of a swagger and a prowess, and I thought, mm, that goes. It felt to me like it was beyond just an angry reaction. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, who who knows? But from leadership leadership perspective, like I remember, there was ages ago when I, <laughs> I think it was like twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I started to work uh, in general, and I heard heard of um, board meetings of one one guy. He, I, I don't want to mention the company, but it was the company that was uh, basically wholesaler wholesaler of uh, alcohol and, and and drinks and everything for the bars and restaurants. And uh, my colleague joined the the team, and you know, coming from a great company like Red Bull, where you have all these leaders and everybody's emotionally intelligent, or at least at the board meetings, it's you know very much shown. And he said <laughs> they had board meeting or like Monday, normal Monday mo board meeting, and he was the boss was running around and slapping people <laughs> on the <laughs> <their> face. Oh, <laughs> really? He was like someone didn't do anything, and then like something was missing or something wrong with sales. It's like bang! Wow! <laughs> I was like. Like, that's just so not acceptable. Like, probably 25 years ago, we didn't have, you know, that system mm. that people not knew yeah. that, okay, you can go actually and complain and, you know, <laughs> take him to the court. But today I'm laughing at it. I, I know it's not funny. Probably it wasn't funny for the person. But people were doing those things and I saw the, p the person was doing that. And I was thinking, like, it's just such a low leadership skill and mm. low... I guess emotional intelligence, like how you can run a company, well, how you can be with people. It's, it's no, it's no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to be polite, but but from perspective of you know how you treat your people, how you treat people around you, mm. I think that's that's like what happened in that uh, video that are you talking? Mm. What are you talking about? It's just there is missing that emotional intelligence, but acceptance of others, and that maybe others can really be mistaken, and others maybe don't have information, and they say something because. They think differently or they yeah. have different facts. And I think when you can't accept that, you shouldn't be even, you know, public figure. You, you shouldn't be there no. giving example You've got to, to other people. Mm. Like he just gave example of thousands and thousands or hundreds of thousands of people and kids that this is okay. Yeah. And I think that's when, you know, we should yeah. do that. That's it. And, and also, <coughs> they, there was 
some kerfuffle after the incident um, about whether he should leave. And there was a guy that argued that he should stay because he was hoping that when he got his award that he would then apologise. Um, and so when he got up, he said, um, he basically said, I'm sorry to the Oscars and I'm sorry to the people here, but he didn't say sorry to Chris. Yeah. But then he said, um, you know, when you're in love, you do stupid things. And, and I think that message that it's okay to hit someone because you love them, the, the amount of DV organisations that are trying to give this message that hitting isn't love just completely messed up that message that says it's okay to hit someone because I love this woman. Yeah, I think that's probably all he was capable of that at that point. Mm. Um, and it would have been – he would have still been very high in his emotions. He would have been yeah, – yeah. So it wouldn't have been the most – he wasn't the profound response, no, no and he was whatsoever. and he was crying yeah. at the time, like he was clearly he was, up, yeah. up, upset at the time. And I know that since then he's resigned from some academy, from Oscars, from academy. Yeah. yeah, from from yeah. from the academy. And and the things, disturbing thing was that his son, you know, when I, and he wrote the next thing that his son wrote, that's how we do it. Yeah, and I'm like I love him as an actor, like I've you know, but. And I have a lot of people that have gone through alopecia and that have really good. And you know that you have a, a way and with your stance and with your way of – so you can get up. You could even stop him and say, hey, there's issues here. Mm. Can I just talk to you about alopecia? Mm. You know, it, someone's ignorance or sense of humour can't – you know, justify you being brutal and violent and abusive. Mm. You know, you're a public figure, like Alex said. You can use that. The good. That stands and, you know, inform people about that, what your your partner's going through, you know. I think, like, in those moments, we all have choices and there were so many other things that he could have done. Um, oh, of course. Without just going and and like you said, when he came back, he had this big smirk on his face, and mm. he was like, "Yeah, I showed him," um, and that's just such a wrong <laughs> message to send kids. I think. Yeah, I didn't, see, I didn't mm. see it. It's really hard to to judge. Like, I don't know, I didn't see his face and anything. You must be the only person in the world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, but from that perspective, like I know, like everybody was so moved, you know, and now everybody's mm. talking about that. I mean, it has really massive impact of on everyone. Yeah. But I think from perspective of uh, like. We are all human beings, and we can't justify any violence. That's just the number one. No, hundred percent. That, that's just not shouldn't happen. We teach kids, you know, they shouldn't fight in school. Like you know, we we, we do that from from mm. childhood. Isn't is it's just not okay. But from perspective of human beings and being triggered, I understand what happened inside of him. Probably, you know, like it, he was triggered triggered with something that was like it's probably like. A end of his life on he feels really bad like it's it's a probably the worst news or worst thing that can happen and mm. and i think from that perspective maybe that was fresh you know maybe it was uh, just too much and he couldn't handle himself i'm not apologizing that behavior i'm just saying like yeah. i understand no, both sides yeah, yeah. yeah. i'm just un understanding both sides but i will never say that's okay that's oh, sure. and there's no question it's it's not okay yeah. and whether there's a justification not not a justification that's the wrong word whether there's some build up behind it yeah. is irrelevant when it comes to accountability. Mm. Um, and that's what needs to be shown. It needs to be publicly, yeah. he needs to be accountable for what he's done and he needs to understand what was behind it and he needs to do, take action to ensure it never, ever happens again. And as a public figure, 
he needs to do everything he can to send the message that what he did, regardless of where he was coming from, wasn't yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And imagine you're in a, in a society where racial discrimination is so big, it's huge, mm. and you go do that as well, and you just give fuel. You just yeah. put fuel in that fire of racial discrimination even but more. There was a guy that was there, I don't know, I can't remember who it was now, but he said that, you know, African-American people, black people, have been fighting for equal rights in the entertainment industry for so long and they've come so lo- so far, what he did just sent them back. And, the worst, and, thing, and the worst thing is that um, you took the spotlight out of other people, like we're talking about the Williams sisters and all that, mm. but even a bigger diversity, we had an actor who was deaf and won an Oscar. I know how great was that, and and you that's and you that's the first I heard about that. And, and you took and you took that spotlight off that wonderful situation. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You know, I think I need to go to watch Oscars. Uh, I <laughs> actually, I actually saw on Google. Um, Must be true. Yeah. No, no, it's Sarah, true. Sarah's favorite place. Guys. Favorite place. <laughs> there was, um, I think it was a, it was a order counter. And a deaf person was actually working there and they had a sign up and it said, your server is deaf and this is how you communicate with me. And then they had a chart um, that enabled the customer to pinpoint what they wanted to order. Oh, wow. So this person could take the order. I mean, how awesome is that? That's, That's awesome. amazing. That, I mean, I, about I time, yes. so far in terms of diversity and... Um, doing stuff to make it easier for people yeah. to like we've got Jack, you know, who comes in a wheelchair and the thing for us is that as long as you can talk, as long as you can communicate, there's no barriers. And yeah. I think it would be so awesome if, if everywhere was like that. This is interesting like, how we started this communication or oh, conversation yeah. about mm. something else and, and but it brought something uh like I just, I was thinking about like discrimination, okay, it's it's massive, okay, we know that. Like we, we do it and it's how how interesting is that everybody's talking about that and everybody's saying how we should take care of ourselves first, you know, how we should uh, connect with ourselves. What I don't say is bad, like we should know ourselves, mm. but how we forget about other people. Like mm. we need to actually care about other people around us and there will be probably less discrimination if we really start to take care yeah. and understand what other people exactly. need. And I think that's because it's massive movement in that I, I like me and, and you know mm. i need to work on myself and i need to connect with myself i need to find my true pr- purpose i do programs o- around mm. that it's, it's okay but i think there are also some kind of you know boundaries or like where is that like okay it's enough i know myself well, i'm with me every day I, i'm with me 44 years i should know myself <laughs> but where i'm g- going to start to think about other people like b- when yeah. actually because we i think that's what we are starting to missing like uh, it's always in me movement or i don't know mm. how we call it but actually it's not that it's what we need to improve is to start to make people feel they're understood and they're mm. seen and we take care of them well unless um if you look at the def the actual f- definition of emotional intelligence um by i think some american university that sort of seem to have the li- when you look it up this is this university pops up it isn't just about yourself there is actually an element yeah. in that definition that talks about um and your interaction with society yeah. and the yeah. value that you it add is, yeah. to that so- that society absolutely um yeah, yeah. it is yeah. and it is isn't it oh it is yeah. Yeah. and you don't need to sacrifice yourself to do that you just need to find your your place 
in in the world and help and work with people and be around people that make it easy. It's mm. easy to be good. It's easy to be kind. Um, it's hard though if you're surrounded by people that are very different to you in the sense that they test your values, they test your beliefs because it, that makes it very, very hard on you and you, you, you build on that negativity. But if you surround yourself with people that you get, surround, you know, if you're in your own tribe, it seems it's so much easier to promote happiness and positivity and to help others. Yeah. And I mm. think that's the key is if you're finding that you are wanting to get out there but you're, you, you have that, oh, well, what's the point because I always get hurt by it. It's 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 you about in your negativity. Yeah, yeah. It's about finding <coughs> the right way to add that positive. Yeah. So, and this I say this from personal experience. So, um, I was in a world where I was surrounded by things that tested my values, that made um, me feel very uncomfortable. I didn't like certain behaviours. I didn't like the way things were happening. It was really bad culture, and. For me, that was really stressful for me. I was really, really struggling with it. And it built up. It built absolutely it built up. But I also found that and I began to take on these feelings of right, well, I'm gonna shut you down or I'm gonna challenge you. And then I was displaying sort of a more negative version of myself as well because mm. I was in this environment that wasn't right for me. So even though my intentions were pure, my love for people were pure. Was I the best version of myself? No. Um, and But now that I'm in an environment where I'm surrounded by <coughs> um, my tribe, I keep – I know that's such a cliche word, but it's so true. So true, yeah. I just it, – it's so much easier for me to be able to reach out and to connect with people and to help people and be the best version I can at being a good, good neighbour, so to speak. Mm. I think also, though, our – brain like goes out of its way to validate our mindset so if you go into a situation looking on the bleak side you're not going to be surprised because you're going to experience all the negatives if you go into a situation expecting to do well expecting to be happy expecting to be around positive people then our brain will take yeah. us there so we we, s we seek evidence mm. to justify our own thoughts it's it's natural that's that's what we do and unfortunately that can become a negative thing because then you establish a bias and you don't see the reality and then you start yeah. with your stories and you create something that's not actually And other people have true. other coping mechanisms for their expectations. Mm. So if you're expecting uh, something good and uh, something bad happens, that can affect you. So they go down, oh, I'll expect something low, they lower the bar, mm. and if something good happens, I'll be happy. Yep. You know? <laughs> You know, people weigh it. It's how people go through life and that's what I said, their cope mecha mechanism. I will add on that, everything what you said, because it's really interesting to listen to the <coughs> conversation and <laughs> just observe because it, it's really important because expectations is the one, one thing that you said. And I think, of course, we have expectations of results, for example, when we are in business or somewhere else. I'm not saying just don't have any expectations, but when we're going to situations, when we are in the group or when we are with people... Uh, we, I always said we can't really have expectations of others because we don't know them. We don't know mm. how they will react. We don't know exactly mm. everything about the person. That means build up some kind of story about how great is this person or how bad is this person. It's actually not going to help us and we will be yeah. usually disappointed. 
And that same thing, like I saw, I can't name as well, but he's Australian <laughs> person and he's, he's actually, I think he's kind of like a coach, but he's a speaker, he's going on a stage and I was so excited when he came, you know, the path and I was like, yes, I'm going to attend this event, I will talk to him because I, like, I just want to do it, I want to be in his podcast and I was so excited. But I was genuine, genuinely excited. I really wanted like meet the person mm. because I was listening so long podcasts and, and mm. what he said. And and one moment when I like I put him on pedestal, and one moment, one probably two minutes or one minute conversation, when I couldn't speak with him, I had to wait for him to be in front of his you know media wall to have picture because he's famous. I had to go there to have a picture. I didn't feel really comfortable, but that one minute of time that I had has just put me so off that I never, ever actually listened to his podcast again. Oh, really? That means it is really, like, it was just my expectation because I I was like, I like what I hear. Mm. You know, this person needs to be, like, probably amazing. But again, we put someone, you know, higher or lower, and it's not true. That means yeah. when we're going somewhere, just come with not expectations, you know, come with, with your mind. values with yep. your alignment and be present and listen. Okay. That's the best what you can do. Because it, it's so hard when you come, you know, like, oh, I want to meet friends today or I want to experience something. Like, it's great, but it doesn't need to happen. That means really just set up yourself how you want to be. Mm. Because we, we are only people that we can influence and we are responsible only for ourselves and our reaction or respond. That means we can't really influence the environment. But with our present our values, our beliefs, when we are ourselves, we can actually positively impact the environment. That means if you don't feel good and you know that environment is not for you and it's not your tribe, you can actually start to change people because you will you will be true to yourself forever. Like you're not coming there to change or be different a little bit because you want to fit in. When you don't try to fit in and you are yourself and you really, really are that you know, person aligned with your values, people will notice that. Mm. And I think that's how we can actually change people around us because we want to influence people positive way. Mm. And I think that's important because when you you know you come and you adjust and you will be different in front of my friends, I will be like, oh, I was talking about you different way. Like yeah. like now you're a different person, yeah. and we don't we don't want that. So it's important in order to do that is to be confident in who you, who you are. And that's probably the work uh, on mm. yourself just to, yeah. but, but the thing was that work on yourself is important, but you don't need to do it uh, basically just for yourself. Yeah. But understand your values and beliefs, what you said, <coughs> Sarah, I think that's important just to really be aligned what is important to me. And, and that's why sometimes I come to networking or somewhere to some group and I leave and I never come back. It's just because I'm not aligned, but I'm, I'm true to myself. I don't, I don't tell anyone any lies. I just, I, I leave. I love mm. it. Such an important a point. Place to end uh, end that that interview. Um, so we've got a um, a song we're going to put on now, and uh, we're going to see you back next week. Yeah, thank you guys. Looking nice forward to that. Nice it's been to great be. to catch <laughs> up. We nice have missed be. you over the yeah, last few sure. weeks. Um, we could we could talk can for talk, ages. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> we can just keep going. Yeah. but be missing music now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a Tom yeah. Robinson band and two four six eight motorway. <laughs>